I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> what is but, this? What are these things? What are these appendages? When I think of like whenever for a split second, when I he, I remember Christian Harloff like bring up hand everyone hands on screen, including the managers, kind of thing. For a split mm-hmm. second, I think of like a that creepy hand dude. Uh, butler Wait. from Scary Movie with the hand. This <laughs> is my strong hand. hand. <laughs> with this the mashed potatoes. Yes. <laughs> yes, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm Alex Mack, part of the Cold Action crew, and we are breaking down one, arguably one of the best matches of the year, the singles tournament finale between Adam Collins and Jeff Snyder, and I'm doing it with some of my two favorite people of all time, Miss Megan. What's up, boo-boo? Oh, always a pleasure being on screen with these lovely ladies. So I am doing just fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited to get your breakdown of a, you know, like a, a five round match as well. So that's going to get. Yes, this is this is new for us in this format. So this will be good. Yeah, absolutely. And Danny, I feel like I've been seeing you in a while when it comes to like breakdowns and reactions. Mm-hmm. So this is it's a little bit, bit newer for you again. It's been a bit, yeah, it's been a little bit. It's nice to come in and hang out on a Friday. Yay! Yeah. Hello, it's Friday. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know there's, like, one of you guys, like, three of them. So, <laughs> Brandon and uh, Brandon and Dean, thanks so much, so much for hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, we are going to be breaking down this match, like I said, between these two huge competitors. And so, we are doing things a little bit different. So, when we break down these matches, we are going to be watching the matches, but we're not necessarily going to be listening to the matches. We're going to be, like, reading questions, all that good stuff. But I just want to uh, give you a lot of that, that information. But also, it's going to be filled, obviously, as spoilers. So... Heads up. And if you spoiled, if you if you've been spoiled because of this, this is kind of your own damn fault. So yeah. You've been <laughs> just like you know what you're getting yourself into. You know? The t- the titles on the fr- you clicked on it. You clicked on it. You know. You did this. You did this to yourself. You'll have Danny like coming at you with the nails. You got spoiled. <laughs> Are you I need to go and do my nails. Are you kidding me? Nails. You were spoiled? No. I, Girl, let me tell you. Hands. I talk with my hands. It's Girl, me too. So it's all good. Hairdresser radio. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, also want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, we are also accepting Super Chats and Streamlabs, so I'd really appreciate you guys. If you guys have any questions, comments, uh, or anything that you just want to ask us about, you know, feel free to let us know in those. We'd really appreciate it as well. Okay, so our first segment of tonight's uh, episode is really going to dive into some numbers, specifically stats match my stats and so this is going to be all about megs megs i'm going to go ahead and bring up the stats yeah can you uh, really break down this whole thing for us absolutely this is a lovely five round match so we got a little bit to get through but essentially things were kind of up in the air and fairly uh competitive up until the very end uh going back through round one um snyder did miss a question there in round one so he ended up with seven Collins gets a perfect round, however, is not able to hit his bonus, so he is only up by one point. They both go perfect in their round twos with Collins taking Kubrick on his first spin. Snyder spins away from spy movies initially and takes Tyler Perry, but they both end up getting the full eight points. So that takes us to 15-16. Collins still only one point up. 
Then we get to the betting round. We end up getting uh, young adults movie adaptations. Technically, Collins would have been the one to spin because he was ahead. Snyder bets two points. Collins bets one point. Collins does get the question correct, though Snyder does not. So we have a little bit of a swing there. So there's a three-point swing there, making it a uh, four-point difference going into the speed round. However, the speed round also is very similar to round one and two. They are very comparable. Uh, Collins is able to come out with eight points. He passes on two questions, but does not miss any. Snyder answers nine out of the 10 point questions correct. However, he misses one. So he only gets eight points out of that round. Then we get to the championship final round. Uh, Snyder is pushed to have to hit his five. He does miss that, giving him only five points. Collins only having to hit his two-pointer for the win. Um, accuracy is actually pretty comparable between the two, 84.6 versus 88. However, the potential points... Oh. ...with Snyder... Missing his five pointer. Um, yeah, hey, it sounds like oh, the let's say there it is. Okay, Woo. I am, we were like, oh, I am, there we go, there we go. There, <laughs> I'm back. Okay, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how your Disney, like your Disney it was princess, too much voice kind of came out handle. a little bit. <laughs> it was too much to handle. Mm -hmm. um, too much, too, too much, much darling, too much. <laughs> Um, it was like Frankie numbers in the background. He's like, I must manipulate the internet for her. I must. She's doing too good of a job. I must manipulate the internet. <laughs> well, that's my impression. That's that's a good Frankie that, impression. That's, 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 that's quite really an impression, good. my dear. Yeah. Yeah. I um, must manipulate the internet. <laughs> that's that's a spot on Chicago accent. Yes. So good. Amazing. That's so good. <laughs> Okay, um, but anyways, I think uh, you caught most of that except for maybe the little bit of the accuracy there at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, pen potential points earned with Snyder missing his five-pointer was the big difference maker um, in those numbers for those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like overall, I mean, like looking at this, looking at that chart, it's a pretty, it's a pretty intense match, you know, both do fantastic in the first round, uh, you know, only, only by, you know, off by one point. Also, second round, both of them are perfect. And that's when it starts getting a little bit juicier, obviously, in the speed round, mm -hmm. a little bit of differences there. Snyder's able to really kind of build himself back up really adequately. And also that betting round, you never know what you're going to get. And the third, uh, sorry, the, you know, the final round, you know, the fifth round itself, you know, it's 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 very similar to it's just like a two three five pointer third round in a regular match, but yeah, it was tough. Woo. Yeah, okay. and the um, fact Snyder was able to keep pace with Collins most of the yeah. match, except missing that betting round question and not being able to hit his five were kind of the deal breakers at that point, and he mm -hmm. wasn't able to regain a lead after that initial being down one point in round one, even though he continued to play very well. Absolutely. It was pretty fantastic. Okay. Well, we are going to be diving into the match itself here in just a split second. Now, again, if you guys have any spoilers ahead, so we're just going to be breaking it down and talking it through. So just giving y'all a heads up. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up right now. Um, let me see. 
Okay. And also, guys, we're going to be skipping through all the promos and all that good stuff. You know, we're not here to see the promos and everything because we've already seen it, to be completely honest. I'm sure you guys have as well. Um, but we're just going to dive into the match itself. Now, these, okay, I, I think, yeah, I, I do know, Max, you kind of reaffirmed it that all a majority of the questions are the same categories across the board. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. When it comes to round one, they keep the same categories for every question except for questions two and four is where mm -hmm. they change things up so they're throwing in a couple different mm -hmm. categories but it's always action adventure is one dramas mm -hmm. is always three fantasy sci-fi is always five comedy is always six horror thriller is always seven and animated mm -hmm. is always eight so it's that two and four that kind of changes up this time two was family films and four was 1980s which 1980s was the question that snyder missed in this first round interesting Danielle, do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea that they should continue um, or not continue? I, I'm, I don't necessarily think it's either. Or. I'm kind of indifferent to it. Jeff Snyder was on uh, Chill the Action, and what he, he did make the comment about animation or animated no. always being question eight, and how he does not like it being the eighth question because you think you're going to get to the perfect round, and then you get to animated questions. So yeah. I, I'm, I personally am indifferent towards it. I think that it's fine. My brain really enjoys that structure from it but mm -hmm. i think uh, i think it would be interesting to switch them up every once in a while mm -hmm. yeah i think having well from a statistical standpoint it's kind of nice to have more things being the same so you can properly compare um competitors however i do see that it does get pretty predictable and I don't know if maybe switching up to maybe three categories or three questions interchange versus just two of them. Mm -hmm. So maybe something like that would be something that they might consider implementing next year. Um, but again, I think just like you, Danny, I'm a little indifferent to it. It, I can see both sides mm -hmm. of it. Um, it is yeah. making it a little more I think it's making it a little bit easier for other people to follow along. They can say, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to have a question this coming up and it kind of gets the audience prepared for it. Um, yeah. So, Alex, do you have feelings one way or the other? Well, my only hesitation is that, I mean, I feel like it's definitely a really solid way to go about it. My only hesitation is just that I just really want to see more categories being asked about. There's other, if it's not listed on the second round wheel, I, how, when am I going to get my historical epics? <laughs> We've been waiting no for one. that one for so long. I've been, oh my, Ever since we first avoided so yeah. hard. <laughs> and I... That one, there's just a handful. Viola Davis has been on the wheel a handful of times, but she's mm -hmm. been, you know, steered away from, except I think once, maybe twice all season. It's, it's you been know. a couple times, I think. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's, but it's not exactly, it's not a category that's asked, that's, Right. you don't see very often you know things like that that yeah. susan sarandon we only we've only seen or jody foster we only seen those uh you know in reference to Irwin. Mm -hmm. that reboots and remakes has been on the wheel but it's such a vast category mm -hmm. you know you just it's just like it's such a vast category you know there's a lot of hesitation putting in the first round you know yeah. so and i think yeah I think with the first round, it, it being the categories that they are is because it's the first round is always, they're one point questions. It's supposed yes. to be this easy sort of thing. So mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. rounds are supposed to be your softballs 
and having broad or very specific categories, not specific, but like those um, movie themed categories like that, like genres. I'm sorry, that's the word I couldn't find genres. Like the, the each question being more of a genre instead of something like hyper specific, mm -hmm. like a Viola Davis or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It allows for easier gameplay in the first round so to speak, yeah. but I, I agree with you, Alex. I think it would be super interesting to see those types of categories in the first round because it mm -hmm. would, it, it makes it more trivia, I guess. Like, if that makes sense, I don't know how to yeah. say that, right? But I, I think it would be fun to see a lot of these really specific categories like that mm -hmm. in round one, even if they're well, super simple questions, it would still be mm -hmm. fun, I think. So. Well, that's yeah, so like, well, my, my big thing with it is, that in every first round match, uh, sorry, in every in every match, there's a, of the first round, there's six of Mark's total softballs, but there's one or two that's just a wee bit harder, just a, mm -hmm. just a tinge harder, and it's all subjective as well, you know. And obviously. I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean category. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean question difficulty. I I mm -hmm. worded it wrong. I was talking about the types of. Um, categories that each question falls under not like yes. the question specifically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it's a little more surface level i mean like with like you said with genres rather than hyper specifics yeah that makes sense i noticed but it's still one of historical epics Give we do historical want historical epics we want to see Come these on. questions so bad i noticed that there were several even within like the non-family film and i think maybe just because of having family films is in this first round it seems like there were more family-centered films asked about in yeah. this first round than oh. previous, which I just made things very interesting because I knew quite a few more in those other categories just because they were more family-centered films that I grew up mm -hmm. with, yeah. which I thought was interesting on the point of how this match was created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very clear that the the people that are that whoever wrote these questions in particular were clearly like familiar with a lot of late 90s early 2000s because mm -hmm. that's where like majority of the movies came from mm -hmm. yeah everybody mm -hmm. was like what 96 97 <laughs> and then atlantis the lost empire was 2001 mm -hmm. so narnia was like 2004 so yes 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 know. yes all ones mm -hmm. i knew but yes very uh very little bit more in that vein of questions. Atlanta is, well, it's a Red Bull. It's, you know me, gotta have it. Gotta have Ooh. my wings. But Atlantis is one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah. I, I really like Atlantis too. enjoy that movie. And mm -hmm. I'm, so anytime I talk to people that, that know it and have seen it, everyone loves it. Mm. So it's weird that people um, call it underrated. Mole it is, is one of my totally favorite. underrated. I think it's I think it's properly rated. I think everyone who knows it and has seen it loves it. I just don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people have seen it. It's not as well known, yeah. but definitely well loved by those mm -hmm. who do actually take the time for it. Yes. When whenever I hear lists like top animated Disney movies, that's never in the conversation, which hurts my soul. A little bit, but also yeah. I have a lot of hot takes when it comes to Disney animation. Like my well, my favorite Disney, uh, my Disney movie of all time is The Rescuers Down Under. I mean, that's, that's a hot take. I would. I, <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I don't know if I put it that's top, nice. but it's definitely because, because everyone I know that's talking about, they're like, "Really, you like that one?" And I'm like, "Yes." George I C. Scott it. is it's awesome, amazing. but. Yeah. 
outside of you you two like no one else i know they're like really you like fair that's fair yeah but everyone else i know so don't know what you all are missing it's a great movie it is fantastic movie it's a the animation is fucking beautiful inside of that movie i've said this for years the rescuers and the rescuers down under have always been like my favorite two of my favorite Mm -hmm. disney movies like oh just love it so much Uh, and also a super underrated Disney They're, they're just outside is, of like the main. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a Honestly. little bit. It's, it's not looked at as, it's not looked at as traditional Disney. Well, okay. no, you know, um, no, it's not. This is, but, this is going to turn into like a Disney I era. I know. Conversation <laughs> not to talk about that's, that's what it breaks down to when it comes to the rescuers and Down Under. Because yeah. it's all about the Disney era that they were in and, and yeah. about all of the bullshit that was going on outside of not what, like what was yeah. going on with the companies and all of that stuff. Black so that, Cauldron. Like, yeah. It's so mm. like that was like that came out like in between it and that's like oh man we, i'm sorry Anyways. i'm not gonna get yeah let's get back to this so match we, we are the, yeah. we're, on the wheel round. we're on the wheel what, round so sorry wheel off round. topic what um, are so, the categories yes the so round? the categories that they had to choose from let me pull up that list real quick so they had stanley kubrick scores and soundtracks spy movies tyler perry movie quotes young adult adaptations viola De- davis she is on there SNL movies, oh. Jim Carrey, Inner Geekdom, and Spinners and Opponents Choice. Um, so a fairly wide range to choose from. Um, Collins ends up spinning um, Stanley Kubrick on his first one. He does decide to keep it. Um, I think he was kind of weighing a lot of different options. Would not be surprised if he put Inner Geekdom on there to try and uh, trip up Snyder. Because yeah. we know of his feelings about... Intergeekdom, so um, not wouldn't be surprised if that was put on there by him. Um, but obviously, any trepidation that he talked about during the match is not uh, is invalidated because he goes perfect eight for eight, um, mm-hmm. taking his time going through answering these questions. Um, I'm not as big into Kubrick. How did you guys feel about kind of the level of difficulty in these questions? What were your kind of your Manny, gauge on this? You what do you think, girl? This, this, is, this is my this is my shit right here. Um, <laughs> anytime someone spins Kubrick, I'm screaming at the TV. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, because I always <laughs> want to see the level of difficulty and the type of questions that they ask for Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick because mm-hmm. there's roughly 10 films that you have to choose from. He doesn't have Mm -hmm. a, like a huge variety of things. Not, I mean, same thing for a lot of directors, like um, Christopher Nolan doesn't have a big variety of films either, but Mm -hmm. Stanley Kubrick films are a little bit older. And a lot of people, most people don't necessarily look to his, like go and watch his movies. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of people that have seen Barry Lyndon. So it's rough. Is it, I like that movie. No, no, I get, I get the appeal. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's long to, and it's, slow. It's very, yeah, it's a very it's slow. It's long watch. and slow. <laughs> so, I, so whenever these questions came up, I thought that I thought that the I thought that they were very medium medium questions. But that's what okay. most of the Kubrick questions have been so far. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that I do think, uh, hold on, I want to see what Jonathan Carr is saying. Kubrick is one of my categories. I got three out of four. The Killing was a tough one for me. I haven't watched that in mm. a long time. That was the question that I okay. got wrong. Also, Jonathan, I'm Good so mind. glad that you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking too. That Killing question was the one that that got me. But overall, so that would have been so that would have been that one that 
higher difficulty question that's meant yeah. to kind of trip maybe trip you up a little bit yeah yeah okay because very good it, and i think a lot of people don't watch the killing whenever they try to go and look at kubrick movies i don't think or lolita or lolita yeah i, I agree awful well not that awful movie. but it's, I, it's rough that one's just I, a rough one to watch man well, like, I, I, I there's a lot going on behind it but this is like this is turning into like a low-key ladies night while we're doing a watch long i know but also, I mean, like, it, it's, you know, I watched Lolita for the first time a few months ago when I was doing uh, Stanley Kubrick, when I did it, like, a, we did a top five Kubrick movies, and I realized I haven't seen a majority of them, so I watched, uh, binge-watched a bunch of his movies, and... Um, I was actually very much surprised at how much I thoroughly enjoyed Eyes yeah. by Shut. And I was like, this is actually really good. <laughs> is yeah. it one of my favorite Christmas movies? Maybe. So good. <laughs> but it's <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, Lolita in particular, I understood what I was trying to do. And apparently there was a lot going on behind the scenes with the studio that, that he tried to do, but he couldn't do yeah. because the studio didn't want to do it. Yeah. But uh, I, I understood exactly what he was doing and how he interpreted the novel specifically mm -hmm. and i appreciated that i haven't read lolita mm -hmm. so that's where i can't really really take away anything i've seen stanley kubrick's lolita but i've never read the book so i don't i can't really mm -hmm. take anything away from it i okay well jonathan carr he he's a he's one of my guys he's uh yeah. he's kind of we've kind of went back and forth about like what constitutes a costume drama ah yes and now I, I feel like it's age old question. Hi, hypothetically, anything could be any Boogie Nights is technically a costume drama. Reality Bites from the 90s is a costume drama. <laughs> I mean, like, what's considered a costume drama? Are all war movies? Are all period movies in general so considered? I that's, I that's been that's been my thought, but not necessarily. I mean, like, because I consider, yeah, I don't know. Most I, of the ones I, I think about is that. Hairspray is a costume drama. I I would I refuse to believe that. I'm sorry. I, I, feel, I refuse to believe it. No. I, I wonder I feel if like costume dramas are more akin to period pieces, and I feel like yeah. that's kind of the direction that they're going whenever they're going in costume mm -hmm. dramas. Because it, I I that's just the the vibe that I'm getting from that category. I wouldn't mm -hmm. put mm -hmm. hairspray in that category. Um, that's it my the 60s. It, I, I, I was gonna I say totally the further totally the agree. further along we go in time, the more of these more recent ones will become history, like considered but historical. The, so yeah. you're it's kind of our perception yeah. of it. Right. But okay, so if a movie like the movie Mean Girls is not considered a period it's not considered a period film because it when it, when it was made it was made in a contempt in a contemporary times however we can look at braveheart and it was made specifically obviously in the past therefore it makes it a period drama right. um, so when it's but, based on when it was made mm -hmm. versus what they're trying to portray mm -hmm. is that what i'm hearing i yeah, would agree so like boogie nights yeah so boogie nights i don't consider it is considered a period drama because even though it was like late and made in the late 90s early 2000s someone correct tell me the day years <laughs> released um but that movie was made in the it was a it was a film that was like made to be like it was in the 70s therefore it makes it by definition a period drama gotcha. and which it's not contemporary mm -hmm. yeah so so something so i'm just to 
I'm looking back over here at the match a little bit here where mm -hmm. Snyder's finishing up his round two. We have he was kind of put in an awkward place, I feel like, with this wheel because I didn't see a mm -hmm. whole lot of things on that wheel that he was really gonna be super confident in. He ends yeah. up he he's on so. spy movies first. He decides to spin mm -hmm. again, which I mm -hmm. think was a pretty big gamble. Um, mm -hmm. but again, he hits Tyler Perry and he hits all eight points. So mm -hmm. he, I, it kind of threw a little bit of that idea out the water, but I was looking at the wheel thinking about him as a competitor, what we've seen so far. I was like, Ooh, there's not really a whole lot. I really think he's itching to get into. He was just trying to get into something else. Yeah. Um, but there were definitely some other things that were being a little bit more scary for him. It's definitely would, a hard wheel overall. Yeah, it was I would have spun wheel. away from spy movies also. I, I don't... Absolutely, but I, I, I think there weren't too many other great options for him either. So yeah, something kinda, that would be a, a little bit simpler, even if you aren't happy with everything that, that everything else that's on that wheel, especially thinking of Jeff Snyder as a player. I think that he, if he... Even if he was completely 100% unhappy with everything, I think he would have much rather have gone into a different category than Stain and Spy Movies. Yeah. Spy and movies then if he got into Spy obscure. Movies again, then stay loving. Yeah. Spy, spy movies, movies are kind of obscure. They're obscure yeah. movies, oftentimes. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the the Brothers Grinsby. Like, oh, shoot. Is that I considered a spy it. movie? It is. No, it is. Mark Strong. He is a spy in the movie. He play, it's, a, okay. it's an action comedy. He plays a spy and he finds mm -hmm. his somehow finds his long lost brother who's just like a local drunk idiot. Played by oh I think oh never mind that I'm thinking of played by the movie. dude that does that plays Borat. Yeah. Okay. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, okay. Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm thinking of the wrong movie. I'm thinking okay, of I'm thinking, thinking, the one with um uh, Keith Ledger. Ledger. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that. Going back to the <laughs> period dramas. Now I think. Yeah. The that brothers. The brothers said, Grimm. Yeah. Oh. Not the brothers Grimm's B. Right. Uh, okay. Very <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. so funny. Oh. oh my goodness. So, so okay. we are going in about to go into the betting round, I want to say. Now, this is a definitely a really difficult time. Snyder was able to come back. He went into round two, obviously, with a two-point deficit. Now he's only has one point deficit with 15-16. So awesome score. Yes. Really coming back from it strong. Yes. But the betting round. He only maintained a one point deficit. He was one point down coming out of round one. And he, that's right. Because, because that's they right. had the same number of points in round two. But the betting round is where that deficit increases mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of what ends up happening with the numbers. Um, yes. Young adult adaptations oh. is the category that they ended up with. Um, I definitely mm -hmm. feel like it was a little more in um, Adam's wheelhouse but i liked his choice of only betting one because yeah. he's already ahead it, and he doesn't want to risk that gosh yeah um yeah i definitely agree there for i agree sure. also it's something that i also am a little I'm not frustrated with it, but I, I'm not frustrated with the question at all. The thing is, this at, this question has been asked several right. times in Schmodown, and that's totally awesome. The thing okay. is, I'm just a, I'm a little, a little more surprised that neither one were confident enough to bet strongly on it. And well, even though it's a question that they know. They wouldn't have. Oh, you're right. You're right. And you just knew you're, the no, you're to Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So, but I'm, yeah, that, I, I'm still surprised. 
like Snyder didn't get it, considering it has been asked in Shimoda multiple times. So and it's it just, pretty, I, I mean, I had to, I had to second guess myself too. I thought that maybe um, that uh, there was only four, but then because I was, I keep forgetting that there's three before the two parter ending. Twilight, so, Breaking Dawn, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn, yeah. Part One and Two. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember which one of the first three I was forgetting. I think it might have been um, Eclipse was the one I wasn't thinking. I didn't think of right away. Um, mm-hmm. So it's if you're not highly tuned into the Twilight series, which I wasn't when it came out, it, it's easy to forget how many of them there actually were. Yeah, absolutely. It's but yeah, knowing that there it has been asked so many times, that is kind of a it's an odd miss if you have really studied previous mm-hmm. match. Yes. And I feel like, you know, the thing is that Snyder is definitely one of those competitors, you know, he's been a little more vocal recently that he has been coming back to study, uh, you know, as most recently. And I do feel like, you know, in spite of this loss, I do feel like we are in the middle of the Snyder sans, you know, he's killing it overall. And we're going to bring her right back. Oh, Megs, my girl, uh, you're frozen. You're frozen. Oh, dang. Um, round four. I'm gonna I'm gonna take her off until she breaks off a little bit better. Um, yeah. So it's going into round four. Where is it? Yeah, it's been on this for a while. What's going on here? You want to say? I'm just gonna there. Okay, I'm just gonna skip right through it because I was okay. taking it a little too long. Um. I am also going to highlight just a few things in the chat. Oh, by the way, Quiz Show is able to keep pace with Collins in our play along. Ah, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Quiz Show? Uh, you know when he was in the last round of standing. Yeah, I know. I know who he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he played so well in the last round of standing. I can't wait to. You know, I would love to see him. Like, just hear more about how he's doing. Yeah, come on in. Hmm. Yes. And now this is now they're now currently at a four point deficit. So Snyder really has to work hard through the speed round to really, you know, redeem himself, obviously. And he does. But, you know, Adam, he he also does really fantastic as well. Yeah. It, going into going into round four with this much of a of a deficit uh, no. between them. For Snyder and knowing Jeff's history just is kind of worrisome for me. In going into the round, I'm kind of, I love what Adam Collins is doing. I think he's wonderful. This is amazing. Absolutely like in there for rookie of the year. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely rooting for Jeff Snyder. I think he deserves it and he has a chance to he had a chance to go for it. So going into the match, I was really going for Jeff Snyder. So watching this going into the next round, I was really worried about Jeff's mentality and what, like, what was going on in his brain during this time. So I'm more than sure that at mm-hmm. this time, if he's able to talk to Roxy, that's what Roxy's doing, just kind of getting his, trying to get his head straight and get him prepared mm-hmm. for this, to mm-hmm. um, for this round and what's going to happen after going into it. But Adam Collins is cool, calm, and collected throughout this entire round. And it's so interesting to see because he's he's a rookie. This is his first year. And he went from a playing match to the finals and to get into this new form of play because he hasn't played in a, uh, in a five round before. He mm-hmm. looked like he's been doing this for years. It was nuts to see because he just breezed right through it 
looked looked super calm throughout it and it was nuts to see. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of funny you say that because he has hypothetically been doing this for years in the families in a very similar, almost identical format that includes speed rounds and betting rounds and things mm-hmm. like that. So a lot of that confidence, I'm sure, was really coming back to him. And, you know, that makes us uh, it, it definitely going into this Snyder. I don't want to say it was like a sure thing because it wasn't a sure thing at all. But, you know, there was a lot to be said about Snyder being familiar with and competing in five round matches versus Adams hasn't really had that experience in Schmodown before, like, you know, in a match like this. But also he's Snyder's never had to do a speed round this way mm-hmm. with the new mm-hmm. format, which right. neither That's has true. Collins really, but they're both kind of in that similar mm-hmm. instance with this round specifically. Um, but I think they both managed it really well. I think, Snyder did realize when he missed his uh, second question answering uh, Felicity Jones versus Alicia Vikander. I can kind of see in his face as like, ooh, he <laughs> he, he realized so he a little too quickly. But yeah, they are very easy to make so change. <sighs> yeah, they did the same. They did like the same roles and everything. It's like they're very goes. similar. They're very similar in what roles they take, and they're. Their looks are very similar. Their their voice tones very similar. So yeah, I I'm not surprised he made that mistake, but I think he realized as soon as he did that he made that mistake. They're also both women that uh, have been in period Oscar winning period dramas with Eddie Raymond mm-hmm. and from <laughs> oh okay every, uh, yes uh, yes. Uh, a theory of everything with Felicity with Felicity Jones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the Danish girl with Alicia Vikander. So mm-hmm. just putting that out there, yo. Yes, absolutely. Um, we also have some new people in the chat. So hello, Joe O'Keefe. Thanks for stopping Hi, by. Joe. Yes, thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, but you're not kidding, Winston Iroh. There is definitely a home field advantage. That's for dang sure. Um, yeah, so something that, you know, Dean Morgan has also kind of mentioned, hopefully spectacular is live since everything will be virtual. Is everything with being virtual more than likely? What? Um, I am kind of curious to see how Adam, considering that he's only been in virtual matches, I am really curious to see how he would do in an in-studio or a live event. Mm -hmm. That's the big question. That is the big question that everyone keeps asking about him. I mean, he is amazing. I am, I have no doubt that he is top of the list now for rookie of the year, but that little asterisk that I all, I think a lot of people still have is, what it's going to be like in studio. What's it going to be like during a live event? Because mm-hmm. that's what we all associate the Schmodown as. That's the kind yeah. of sport that the Schmodown is. We've been fortunate to be able to go digital during this time, but we all mm-hmm. look for, let's get back to what we've known and what this league has been since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know uh, if December mm-hmm. is still like a right time to they might be able to get away with doing a studio tape but with a very lim- very limited amount of people, but it's not going to be a live crowd. No, I, I, don't, very no, I don't think it can be. But do it like the debates, like how they like how they've been doing the debates. Like do it like like that type of live setting. Like keep everyone's desks far away from each other as yeah. much as you need to, but film it and do it live, just like that. Masks so, on, whatever you need. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on this uh, one? 
there was a question that Snyder passed on that they actually said that um, Mark Ellis's feed went out a little bit. So they gave him a totally other question within that same vein. Um, we haven't had this come up yet. What were your thoughts on that when you heard it versus just redoing the question? Alex, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I was a little, um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it, to be honest. I, I honestly think that it should have been just, he should have been given, if anything, maybe they both could have been given a diff, the same question. Honestly, they could bring Adam back, honestly, and maybe mm. give him that same question and take away that point he did get initially for when the feed did go out. Because that's not in Jess Snyder's, you know, control obviously, but yeah. what is in control, how they fix it. And I don't feel like they did fix it perfectly. <laughs> That's not the oh, way see, I would have done it. And, and Collins but. did pass on that question. Mm -hmm. So that was one of his two questions that he passed and never went back to or yeah. wasn't able to answer again. So okay. that would, so that would have given him an extra potential point I, I, that he didn't get within the time period. Snyder could have gotten it within the time period if he'd have heard it potentially. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't. I think if that would have happened, and if they would have given Adam Collins the opportunity to also get that question, I would have been like, "That's not right," because he passed on it. Passed on that yeah. question. So even if they did get a different question or however, mm -hmm. Adam Collins doesn't get the opportunity to answer that. I, question. I think the only reason that they yeah, did I do that is that because argument. absolutely. Well, because Snyder did indicate, like, wait, I didn't hear that, but they kept going. So right, there was right. some indication that he could have potentially answered it had he actually mm -hmm. heard it. So right. I think that's why they went the way they did. Um, yeah. So I, I do wonder if, because Roxy's a fighter for her manager, both her and Shannon both are obviously. Yeah. I am curious if there was some stuff that might've been deleted or behind the scenes or something where they were like, yo, what? Fix this. This is this was y'all's fault. Well, this wasn't anyone's fault in particular, but sure as heck, we can't blame my competitor for this fault. Right. You know, and so and I can I picture think, both like her being like, "What the heck?" I they did say when they came back to it that they are making this decision without talking to competitors or managers. So I don't think they necessarily yeah. had. We didn't have a chance to really butt in on that. Snyder did ask why he wasn't getting the same question. Mm -hmm. Which I do understand why they're saying, well, in case you did hear some of it, we didn't know how much of it you heard, that they're giving you a whole nother question so you didn't have extra time to figure it out. I do right. understand that. Right. Um, but it would have been interesting to kind of know what Roxy's thoughts were on that, too, because she wasn't given an opportunity to really voice in on that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think oh, that they did it right. So. Yeah, I can definitely see points on all accounts, but also we have to remember, no matter what they would do, no, not it's impossible to make everyone happy. Let's be and, honest. And exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. So and, we have to keep that in mind. And ultimately, whether or not Snyder would have gotten that question correct or not, and kind of where that went, you still would have had at most, maybe you could have gotten it back down to maybe a two point deficit going into mm -hmm. this final round. It wasn't like they were tied neck and neck. There was a deficit that Snyder was trying to come back from right. that I don't no. think he could have made up given mm -hmm. what was going on at that point and right. where they were at in the game. 
Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, it didn't really matter, though. I, I think it could have been more... I don't think it met technically points wise, but it it could have mattered hypothetically for Jeff being a competitor that wears his emotions on his sleeve. You know, he could have been like, well, he that could have like really put him in his head moving forward. He, he bit, seemed you know? he seemed to stay stay and stay engaged for the most part. I didn't see anything really fall apart for him per se. Yeah. Um, you know, until we got to that very final question, which I think he just got himself stuck in one mindset and just couldn't get himself out of it, which mm -hmm. some, which a lot of competitors yeah. do. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's now going into the you know going into the final round. It is twenty one twenty five. Uh, you know, in this five point round, and you know it's. It's a four-point difference, obviously, mm -hmm. and this is really, really tough. So Snyder is really going to pull some points out of his uh, tuchus in order yes. to really make this the points question, go over to go over to yes. him. This question, I totally understand why he took his time because I am a big Jason Bourne fan, and I constantly want to flip the second and third mm -hmm. films' names. Like I yeah. never want to keep it straight in my head between Ultimatum or. Um, why supremacy? am I blanking? Supremacy. There we go. It was an U. It was an SU something. I couldn't come up with it. But yes, ultimatum and supremacy. I always want to flip flop them. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely understand the head. It can it can be a little tricky if you don't have a mnemonic already established in your head to keep them straight. And mm -hmm. this this part, what for me as you know, going being on Jeff's side for this, mm -hmm. watching him worry and panic like that makes me worried and panic because I know yeah. he's such a mental you, player that I'm like, know no, what he stay. Can Stay there. Just think about it. I know you know it. Mm -hmm. Like, like that was all I could think, like screaming at the TV. It's like, yes. I know you know. It. Just stop and think. Stop and think. You see him running around in yes. his brain like that. It gives me so much anxiety because I'm like, <laughs> Jeff, I know this question. So then I think when when he answers it correct, you instantly see his mood shift and change, mm -hmm. and then his his head is back into the game because he knows. I, at least in my opinion, this is what I felt like I I could see from watching the match. Uh -huh. Like he mm -hmm. knows that could still possibly have a chance in there. And then he gets that second question, gets it right. And how so proud were you of that? Man, I was <laughs> standing up and clapping. I was super pumped. And then and then you get the fifth, the, you get the last one. And it's just kind of a bummer. But they go back to Collins first. But that was but, like yeah. watching Jeff like in his brain like that always gives me so much anxiety <laughs> because yeah. like I just want him to stop and think. So I can't imagine like Roxy like – like not being able to to be there and be present as a as a presence for Jeff, I'm sure stresses her out so much as a manager. Yeah, mm. yeah. It That's was horror. it was it was so good to see that we that Snyder was able to push Collins into answering a a five a five mm -hmm. round question to get to that having to avoiding that TKO situation. I think was a big boost for him definitely um i think he would have probably preferred to push him to have to hit his five but you know that was he made him go at least most of the way with him which being behind pretty much the whole match i think that's what you hope for i was so surprised that i knew this question oh Although the comedies five yeah, i i 
I was so surprised. Things I remember the trailer, I but I remember her oh, okay. being in it for a split second, but I don't remember the movie. And so mm -hmm. I was like, it's Christmas office par party or office Christmas party. So I was having a, like an eat, pray, love moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> love, pray, eat. <laughs> um, yeah. We also had a stream labs from Mr. Ben Rainier. Megs, I put in the private chat. Would you do the honors in reading it? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Ben Rainier says, hey guys, can't watch live. Just wanted to say incredible match. Both played great and can't wait for December. December is gonna be crazy. It is. Oh my we have got so many great matches already lined up. Mm. We, think we just had the team's tournament to figure out, but whoo boy, it's mm -hmm. gonna be quite the night. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yes. I'm also like, now it's also kind of funny because they, Dan and Adam are also like two very chill competitors. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. It, just say it. Look at that love. Look at that excitement, Shannon. She's oh, like, my she boy, is. my boy. Oh, also, yeah. She She's two, so proud. She has two tournament champions in her faction. Mm -hmm. I, I can't that and no other manager can say they have that. Winston obviously has ace. Um, we're gonna find out what's gonna happen with the team's tournament, but right. at this time, I, I think that really solidifies her as you know, potential manager of the year. We'd still have the team's tournament, you know, to go yes. through, but that definitely gives her a huge leg up. Do you guys Absolutely. agree or disagree? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, we also did get a super chat from Mr. Joe O'Keefe. I think he's the first time with us. And Danny, oh. could you read it? Yeah. In your opinion, does Dan need to defend against Collins and break the record to be the true goat, or does he need to make a name for himself in inner geekdom? All the best from Dublin, Ireland. Ah, yeah. very that's nice. Gonna be like where, that's gonna be where I'm gonna be one day. One day. One day. <laughs> I'm yeah. So I I personally don't think that uh, Dan Merrill has to go through inner geekdom to still be considered the goat. I know that a lot of people um, put that in there, and and mm -hmm. I completely understand and I get those arguments. But I think from what we've seen Dan do in the league and how we've seen the league grow into what it's grown into, I think Dan mm -hmm. Merrill is just a little bit of, of an upper echelon of player um to say that he doesn't necessarily need to go through that for us to mm -hmm. to know how great of a um of a person in movie trivia he is now if it's mm -hmm. if you're going for belts and if you're equating greatness to the amount of belts that you have then yeah definitely dan's gonna have to go through inner geekdom to prove that because you have to have all of the belts but and that is also the only reason why i could also consider um um, Rachel Cushing just a little bit higher than Dan Merle because she has gone through all of those. Um, mm -hmm. And and it's interesting to see because Mike's also tried to do the same thing, but I would still put Dan Merle as a, as a higher player than I would Mike Kalinowski. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that's a great, that's a really solid conversation to have. Uh, I also am very feel very similar as you when it comes to Rachel Cushing and Dan Merle. Dan Merle is definitely, arguably, the best competitor out there. I technically do mm -hmm. consider Rachel to be a tinge above it, just because she has succeeded in singles so amazing on top of being a successful teams competitor. Yeah. And having IG, which requires oh. a completely oh. different 
set of skills. And mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, like with a chance, you know, having the team's belt like he has, he's a two-time belts champion with teams. He could very well walk away with it with an IG belt pretty soon. Who knows when he goes up as when he has his match against Chandru, you know, so maybe he's, he definitely would be in the conversation as well as like some of the greatest competitors that we've seen. We haven't really seen him prove himself as much in singles. I think that's also one of the biggest um, big things as well. But I think it's just a matter of time before he gets there. I think it's just it's inevitable for chances because he is so immensely talented. Okay, um, for a second or third, you said that Dan Merle hasn't proved himself in singles. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has not proved himself. It's like, who is this Dan guy? Like, what has he even done? <laughs> who is and this speak- Dan Merle? Ew, and like, speaking what of, And speaking of singles like i feel like a lot of people are equating him with that ghost ass because for so long the singles belt has been that top tier most respected title so i think but i think as inner geekdom is starting to get a little bit more recognition as something that has requires a different set of skills but also just as difficult to get and maintain i definitely see that conversation of bringing Rachel Cushing into that conversation. But I think just because of the number of times that Dan Morales had the singles belt and having that belt being so prestigious since the beginning of this league, I definitely still feel like he is, he's still there. And I think that he will forever have that mentality of a great in the game. Even if Rachel is, if she was able to be very competitive in singles, she never had the singles belt. She had she had IG and teams together, but she also was very competitive in singles. She was she was like she was the she was top up. tier. Yeah, she was she top was, tier a lot. She had she a was, lot of number she, she one winners. Let's call it like it. She's an A tier competitor, no matter what. Absolutely, she's, she's Absolutely, like yes. She is like the Dan Merle of IG. Fair to me, at least. Very <laughs> you know, fair. She's she's up there. She's up there. Yeah. You know. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. So we're just gonna be we are gonna be wrapping things up here pretty soon. But so guys, please leave it. Let us know if you have any questions, uh, comments, concerns, or anything. In super chats, we have some streamlabs. It's in the description box below. Um. Also, just like right here. It's just um. Just check that out. That'd be really appreciated. Okay. Now we are gonna be going into a next our next segment of uh, the. Of, uh, of our some of our breakdowns like i said we're trying to do something a little bit newer with our breakdowns a little more audio uh, focused essentially so we're going to go into our next segment which is competitor profiles now i do want to start with uh megs on competitor profiles since we mm-hmm. since danny you're not as familiar with this um with the segment so Megs, i kind of want to focus on you a little bit as far mm-hmm. as like up until now adam his competitor profile breaking down the numbers real quickly for me but also can you tell me anything that you think that he needs to know about himself something he needs to do in order to take himself to the next level or to arguably be on the same converse be in the same conversation as someone as dan what does he need to do yeah so essentially he has he's six and oh right now in his rookie Mm -hmm. season going from a play-in match all the way to being tournament champion. When you look at just the basic numbers, he is rock solid, a 93, 93.3% accuracy. That's higher than most any competitor. Um, 
you know, Dan Merle has been up in there. I think his are more in the uh, 80s potentially at this point. I don't have those numbers directly in front of me as far as his full uh, stats, but having had those two take KOs, two or a KO, Collins is pretty solid as a competitor, but I think what he might fall into is he's had such a hot streak for so long. We haven't seen him hit those set of questions that are just not in his wheelhouse. He seems to not necessarily get flustered by anything. So Oh, dang. Dan Merle's accuracy is um, 81.99. Mm -hmm. I just looked it up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yes. Be mm -hmm. an interesting determinant. His full career stats in front of me. Um, but yes, uh, Collins just needs to keep up the momentum and not let up the gas because to go up against Dan, even with his, as good as he is, I feel like Dan could push him into overtime, no, no question. Mm -hmm. Something to also remember is that Merle, he's played over 20 matches. He's played technically 21 matches an entire singles career, 16 and 5. That is insane. Yeah. Um, you know, and also, I mean, like, that's in, in having as great as an accuracy does with uh, over 81% is still fantastic, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, he's he obviously has a has a lower number than Collins, but considering he's played literally more than three times many matches. <laughs> and the fact that just in the past two seasons alone, he's been yeah. in six title matches. What what in well, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, that's five title matches. What in the world? Had, that that's just by the mm -hmm. numbers alone of just familiarity with being mm -hmm. at this level. Mm -hmm. Dan's been there, done that. He knows Absolutely. where he's at, and he is very confident in what he knows. I okay. Well, thank you so much, Megs and da Danielle. I kind of want to know from you specifically. You also, you're. I, I, when I think of Snyder, I do kind of think of you a little bit. You have been one of the. You've been one of the reactors that have been so much in in Jeff's corner. You've been like saying that Jeff is fantastic. He's great. This is like a real Snyder song situation going on. What do you think? Uh, how do you think that his record as a reaction to being in this tournament has changed how people have fans look at him as a competitor, and also how people are kind of. Uh, what his expectations are also going into the team's tournament. I, you know, how fans perceive Jeff Snyder now post-tournament as opposed to pre-tournament, I, I, I don't want, I feel like it hasn't changed. Like as much as I've seen inside of the environment, I really haven't seen um, a lot of people sway too, too much. I think a lot of people know that Jeff Snyder is an amazing player. He just has had bad luck in some of the matches that he's played. But you mm -hmm. can, no one can ever say that Jeff Snyder's not a great player. Look at what he did with the Patriots. Like, they had the team's belt the longest. And what mm -hmm. he's done with yeah. um, with the Otta Couple and everything else that he's ever done. So I, I don't think that people are underestimating Jeff. I don't think that a lot of people really um, – have Jeff as their as their player. I think a lot of us have players. I mean, look at we started a damn podcast for team action. So a lot of people have their players, and I don't think Jeff Snyder is necessarily a fan's player. So 
that's why I don't think that he his name gets brought up in a lot of the conversations whenever people start talking about um, uh, players inside of the league. I th it's it's good that I just want Jeff to get the recognition that I feel like he deserves as a singles player because he's yes. done so well in teams. We know that he does well in the league. And that's why mm -hmm. I was rooting for him throughout this entire tournament season because I, I want to see Jeff Snyder do well because I think that he deserves to be talked about in the same way that, that John Roca gets talked about and the same way that Ben Bateman gets talked about because mm -hmm. I think that he, he deserves that. So um, – that's what else? What, what was your other question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, um, how do you think him doing this fantastic in the singles tournament is going to change people's uh, perceptions of how the odd couple is going to do in this in the teams tournament? I think this is going to hype people up for the odd couple for sure. Like mm -hmm. now, now that Jeff has been on this big run and we know like how well he can do on his own and we've seen how well he's done on his own this past season. Um, I think that's only going to hype people up for the odd couple because we've mm -hmm. always known that the odd couple is a, is a great team. They're a mm -hmm. fantastic team. So it, it's, I think this is going to bring a lot of attention to the rock stars and that can be a good thing. And that can be a bad thing because sometimes when there's too much attention on someone, that type of pressure can really get to you. And, and you don't, you never know how that's going to play out whenever you're in your match. So we'll see how that goes. But I think that, I think that the odd couple is one of the, definitely one of the teams that to look out for, but because mm -hmm. of, I mean, Honestly, I'm really looking forward to the Collins McKee team. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's the team that I'm very much looking forward to the most, though. So I'm well, sorry, wait, that was. Oh no, absolutely! You answered all my questions. Thank you so much. It is something that we will have to remember is that should they are both sides on the sides on the same bracket of the teams tournament. So hypothetically, we could get another. Uh, we could get another match between Snyder and Collins again if. Um, is it the I can't remember the team name that of is like the deception or deception. something? Like that? Yeah, deception. deception. Yeah, it's deception. Yeah. So okay. if deception win uh, beats lethal weapons, <laughs> um, so, if that were to so happen, they and odd couple were to defeat. I can't remember oh who they went up against. Actually, I'm gonna see if I can bring that little tournament bracket up. Um, like, yeah, we had the yeah. Here it is. Oh, um, category you know, nine. Legal weapons versus deception and category nine. Yeah, so that's going to happen. So, yeah, absolutely. So, it's going to be the odd couple versus Brandon deception Anderson. or lethal weapons. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> we love Jader, um, but. Yeah, I love Jader, but it's the other guy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so we might possibly have another reunion, you know, between mm -hmm. these two two competitors. Do you think, Megs, do you think this is like, like honestly, the development, the start of like some kind of rivalry between these two, not only these two managers, obviously, that are fantastic mm -hmm. together, right. but do you think, do you think there's like a potential actual long-term rivalry between these two competitors as well? I think there very well could be. I think Snyder is always looking for that next big rivalry, someone that he can kind of keep poking at. And I think because Snyder has elevated his play so much, and I think a lot of people's perception of him has may have shifted a little bit during this tournament because of his consistency during this tournament. I think that's more of what maybe has changed um, mm -hmm. because there is a big there. 
Snyder has been seen as a little bit of a hot and cold competitor by certain mm -hmm. people. And I think mm -hmm. his consistency in this tournament has really up, upgraded him in that sense. He's always been a great player, but his ability to consistently perform at that level is where things have kind of shifted for him a little bit. And I think he definitely wants to keep himself in that conversation and having this rivalry with Collins, who is this up and coming player will definitely keep him in that conversation. So I see it from his side. He wants this to keep going and he wants to develop this rivalry and any chance to kind of get nip at Shannon and Mike is he's all for it. Absolutely. Well, this kind of presents an interesting situation. Okay. It does. Okay. It does. Okay. Then we're going to talk about corruption for a hot minute. We're going to talk about corruption. Okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to be, okay. We're, this is not a competitor profile, but this is a little bit of a manager's profile. Okay. So tell me darling. Wham, bam. Okay. We've talked about Shannon being potential manager of the year. Should Shannon draft Adam as one of her core trio? Is that a given or no? I I feel like it it is. There are, there are thoughts. There, I mean, there are definitely thoughts. The the only mm -hmm. the the bad thing about it is we haven't seen how well Marisol can actually perform because she hasn't had as long of a run as Adam mm -hmm. Collins has. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the and the fact that you're only allowed to keep three, and because we pretty much know who her first two are going to be, which only gives her room. For one, that's it. At least that's my opinion on it. Mm -hmm. So that only gives her room for one other person to take into that trio. So would that person be Adam Collins over everyone else that's inside of her faction, including someone like Laura Kelly? So right. that's it, because that's the that's where I'm also up in the air with it. Because what mm -hmm. are you gonna do? You're gonna let Laura Kelly slide? Like that's a that's a Star Wars player that that is a deep that's an ace in a fucking pocket, y'all. I'm sorry, like. You want, you want Kelly, okay? Absolutely. I have, you do not I let have, her slip through your fingers. Go, Meg. I want to hear your thoughts. I'll say I have thoughts on that though. The only reason that I could see her letting Laura slide is because by keeping, let's say, Mike, Chance, and Collins, you're guaranteed competitors in three different divisions. So that mm -hmm. gives you a little bit of wiggle room to use that technically first draft pick to pick up Laura because you already have so many other things tied up with your first three because of how multi-division they are, mm -hmm. you can take a more specialized player as your technical first draft pick and not lose too much ground, especially depending on where you are at in the snake draft. If you're towards yeah. the bottom and you can pick uh, again within a couple, uh -huh. I'm definitely taking Laura initially and then pick up another mm -hmm. strong singular teams competitors right after that. Uh -huh. Yeah, I do. However, think that it's, I do think having Laura on board from the get go as part of the core trio is not only a smart play, just because she already covers three divisions with both Mike and Chance. Yep, she is. A, she, yeah, she. Yeah, she. But she does hypothetically. Yeah, you can say both of them could be in Star Wars as well, but they don't specialize in it the way a lot of the other Star Wars competitors have to. Um, and Laura, with, Laura with just yeah, just with just the three mm -hmm. competitors, she would cover all four leagues. Mm -hmm. um, now, thing is, that means hypothetically, Adam 
singles and teams player. Oh, scratch that. And he also an IG competitor. Let's not forget. He, he could be IG. Exactly. He, oh my he, goodness. Yeah. He, but in my, that, when he was in the fan leagues, he, he was actually an IG competitor before he was in singles or teams. So something okay. to put for that. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. But also if Collins is a singles champion, how do you not? And do you exactly. risk? Do you risk splitting up corruption? Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing. If Chance is the IG champ, Collins is singles champ, and you take Laura, and you leave Chance, you leave Mike out and pick him up in the first round. What what does that do? Guys, what I my big takeaway from this whole conversation is that we need to have a draft special, where <laughs> <laughs> we need a, we need a draft special for each oh, of sure each us. But where where each of us plays a different manager, like Danny, uh, you could be Danielle, you could be you could be Winston, you know, and you and you, and you draft and you draft like Winston, and you're like bringing the swag up. You're like drip drip, yo yo, what's up? <laughs> you just do the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I can picture it's like I can picture you, Meg's like a drafting as heck. Screw it, Kaiser. Why the heck not? I can see you. I I can I can see totally see you doing it for some. 100%. I can one hundred percent see you doing it. I could. I would probably be like the weird one with like the droogs or something. <laughs> um, I would just try to redeem the whole faction as a whole. Right. But we need to probably. We, we do definitely need to make that happen, guys. Please assign us managers on Twitter and on Facebook. That'd be really really awesome. Yeah, Over yeah. to the chat, um, real quickly. Ooh. Okay, what if she did leave out chance? Goes uh, goes Mike, Adam, or Laura. Now that's actually a really great point. Is that mm -hmm. although you know, obviously corruption being a fantastic teams uh, teams oh, yeah. competitors as singles, they're they haven't really proven themselves as much in singles. And IG, they absolutely have both. You know, doing amazing, but in singles, we haven't really seen that. Even though, if you look at the if you look at the numbers, Chance beats out Mike single stats by a mile. I'm sorry. Just mm -hmm. the numbers factor up that Chance is technically the stronger, statistically accurate singles player. Mm -hmm. But his hits, because of his seeding, he has come up against some titans of the game early on in his tournament. And now that he's building up a little more cred, I think that's mm -hmm. going to start evening itself out, where he's getting up into those little bit higher seeds to where he's not having to face the Titans initially. Um, mm -hmm. So that might start working in his favor when it comes to singles, at least in the tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of food for thought for sure. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, John Pierce says no one will draft Mike. He said he wouldn't play for anyone else, right? Things that's change. Things change. Unless it's like a, I could totally picture Christian being like, hey, Shannon, potential storyline. Do you, uh, you think? <laughs> and also, would you be, would you be okay with this? You think Mike's really okay going to do this? that though? Like, do you really think that Mike is going to like? Just, you know what? I'm just going to sit the schmo down out because I'm not working with Shannon. I can 100% see it happening and him becoming a free agent and people actively fighting over him once they realize what the situation. I can totally see it being a huge storyline. But that's 100%. I'm not talking yeah. about storyline wise. I just mean if though like if those literal if those were put into literal sense like if Mike 
gets drafted by another manager mm-hmm. and refuses to play or says that he refuses to play but still gets drafted by another manager, do you think Mike would actually sit out the season, a season of the Schmodown? I do not think so. I think he not would find a way to turn it no. into a storyline yeah. so sit he out could play. Parts, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that, I think no that's it. I think it, he would set out for the storyline, honestly. Um, also, I think, you know, Wareham Herald also presented an interesting idea. What it, what what happens if Marisol and Collins were to become team champs? That definitely puts another wrench in the system. Absolutely does. Absolutely. I mean, it makes Collins a guaranteed pick mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. He's a tournament winner and he's part of a championship team. Mm-hmm. You hold you hold on to belts. Yeah. If you're a manager, mm-hmm. that's what you do. It's 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 rough. <laughs> and that's how and that's how Roca became famously so a fourth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Megs, I love your laugh. It's so great. It's up there with like RB3 laugh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, let's see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, ideas in the chat. Um, you know, Joe Aki says Laura does offer a title contender in Star Wars, which I do not know if, um, uh, Maya, what's Mile? What's Mike. Mile? Mike. Oh, sorry. Mike. Oh, obviously. Mike. K and L are like next to each other. Mike, Chance, or Adam, not Autumn, Adam offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she? I thought Andrew got a. Yeah, got a, that should be the. No, well, I think what I think what they're saying is that she has the potential to be a big contender in the Star has, Wars League, where the other ones do not. She has less to go uh, through to get herself a title contention shot. I I see that absolutely because mm. there's not as many and competitors also, inside of Star Wars that she has to go through versus and also. Also, how dare you, guys? Not you two. How dare you in the chat? Because she is obviously a huge contender in Star Wars. Okay, just putting that out there. Huge contender. She is like the one you want on your in your faction. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all fantastic. Um, yeah, so but it is Demolanta, not Laura. So yes. Yeah, and happy, happy birthday to you know the outlaw himself, you know, to Roka. I don't yeah. Yeah, he's not in the chat, but I think he he's turns 25 today. So big the big two five. So congratulations yes. to him. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's a half of a half of a century situation. That's all a quarter fun. of quarter. a century. Quarter century. Half. Yeah. That a half of a half. Yeah. I, I remember my quarter century. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly fractions my dude fractions, fractions. um fractions. also uh kaiser going after mike would be interesting mm-hmm. Ooh. very that would be interesting now now it kaiser uh, kaiser's yes, kind of in, in an interesting situation right now um uh yes now speaking of which um one of the best IG competitors of all time, you know, Kevin Smet uh, recently announced that he is not going to be some, he has, unfortunately he's has cancer and 
you know, he's going to be sitting out, obviously, in refocus. And, you know, he's going to be sitting out from Schmodown until when he, so when he does, you know, knock this whole thing out, he's going to feel so much better in the near future. And he's going to be, he'll return to Schmodown when he's, like good and ready to go. Um, but yeah, that, that is definitely, you know, makes Kaiser situation a very interesting situation mm -hmm. to be in. Absolutely. I think also, he has please been... donate to his GoFundMe page, by the way. Just putting that out there. It's amazing. I think Kaiser has the most opportunity to really go after other free agents in the signing period. Um versus mm -hmm. necessarily being locked into having to keep so many people inside of his faction. I think he would want to. He's developed mm -hmm. some really good relationships with certain members within his faction, but also he has the opportunity to really set himself up well going into the draft based on who he signs as those first three. Yeah. So he definitely has a lot to really, he should really be considering his best options to set himself up for this next season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we're going to be wrapping things up. That was our thing with competitor profiles, and then we're just going to be finalizing everything over here. Again, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, please let us know in a super chat or in a streamlabs. We'd really appreciate it. The link's down below. Now, we're done with the singles tournament, guys. We were at 36 so competitors. Yeah, we were at 36 competitors. Now we have one. Danny. Danielle, my girl, we're, we wrapped it up with a nice bow with the with the cherry on top. How do you feel about the tournament as a whole? Where as we kind of uh, as we wrap it up? Yeah, this was a great tournament overall. I think it completely flipped everyone on their sides. Um, I think a few people might have had uh, Adam Collins at the end. A lot of people were talking about Adam Collins at the beginning, um, and. Um, so I feel like a few people definitely would have had Adam Collins at the end of the tournament, winning this tournament. But I don't think a lot of people predicted what happened throughout the way. So even if you did have Adam Collins at the end of your bracket, I bet your bracket was still broken somewhere along the line because this tournament was nuts like this whole season was so crazy like watching everyone uh like the upsets that we saw we saw a lot of heavy hitters knocked out in the first round which yeah. allowed a lot of um lesser known players to kind of have this opportunity to shine in the second round and then we just saw all the ogs go and take it back in the third but adam collins just kind of chugged along through the entire way so it was really interesting to see the way that this tournament uh mm -hmm. laid out absolutely absolutely Jinx, yeah, my soda. <laughs> it, yeah, it, you're not kidding. It's been fantastic. So many, so many upsets overall. Uh, you know, you know, Megs. I kind of want to know from you, numbers wise or otherwise, how do you feel about this tournament? It's the the tournament, the tournament of upsets. Yes, absolutely. This is definitely um, kind of shaken up the standings definitely as far as where everyone kind of sits because again we had some people that we thought were going to be in the finals they were knocked out maybe in the first or second round um definitely some quadrants of that bracket were extremely tough and had a lot of really tough decisions to make as far as if you were trying to predict what was going to happen I definitely agree Danny I'd be very very surprised if anyone had a truly still intact bracket by the time we got to this end because I would love to see it. Oh, I'm gonna need a timestamp on it too. <laughs> yes, I need yeah. to know 
and you made this bracket <laughs> because <laughs> I guarantee you're very hard pressed to have predicted this. Absolutely. Um, I am definitely looking forward to as things are kind of winding down, really looking into what changed for certain competitors as we went along. So I think certain competitors like Liz Shannon Miller has really upgraded her status through this, even though she wasn't able to get to the very end, she has been another big star in this tournament for that side of the bracket as well. I think really her and Collins have been the standout performances um, as long along with Snyder as well, because Snyder, again, that little bit of inconsistency that he's tended to have has been mm -hmm. uh, kind of debunked a little bit during this tournament, which has been really good to see. I love being surprised. Absolutely. I like my numbers. I love to be surprised. And this tournament has surprised me with a lot of things. And I think it's going to set a lot of competitors up to be in a really good place going into next season. Absolutely. The the singles tournament really changed the conversation regarding uh, Snyder's stats as well. Going into this yeah. tournament, he was at like eight and seven. Eight yeah. wins, seven losses, you know, mm -hmm. which is like pretty neck and neck. Yeah. So it's like More really hot and cold as a competitor. However, suddenly he's 13 and eight. That's a huge yeah. difference. Huge difference. That's a big um, yeah. So obviously, you know, he, ha I'm, I'm sure, you know, Roxy is like, he is 100% my dude. He is staying with me no matter what. Uh, I, I don't know if the odd couple is going to still stay together. I do think that. I, I do think unless they win this tournament, you know, I do think they need to split up, honestly, personally. But you know, you. she Yeah, I, I think you know, good. I think it's time. They're both such good teams competitors in of themselves that they could mesh with a yeah. lot of different competitors. Yeah. So yes. I, I would like I, to yeah, it yeah. I think it's also it's just it's just it's just time. It's like who's the boss if it didn't happen by now. You know, so you just like seeing taken up in the league. That that's just your mo. So I'm not surprised by this. I just want more teams. Okay, <laughs> I, I I love who's the boss. I love you know the odd couple, but I just want to see them on more teams. I love seeing competitors reinventing themselves with with new personalities and heel turns and face turns and all that good stuff. And I just want more stuff. You know, not to mention Snyder's is like one of those guys you just never know what you're gonna get. So yeah, that makes exactly. him that much more as a competitor. Okay, guys, we're going to be wrapping things up with a nice bow as well here. Not only just a single tournament, but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And thank you so much for the new people that were in the chat. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thank Love you it. so much for the donations. Uh, you know, we're going to be just finalizing everything. Danny, where can we find you, your beautiful face, and also your awesome new stuff you're doing with your podcast, boo-boo? <laughs> Alex, every time, man. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy D A N I E E J O Y. You can also find me here on the Call to Action Network every Sunday, hanging out with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio, uh, hosting Chilled Action, where we hang out with Schmodown competitors and do a breakdown interview. All of that good, great stuff. But tonight, you can also find me on the PJ Campbell Network. I will be hanging out with those guys over there, watching Cabin in the Woods. So come in and <gasps> tune into that nine Central, ten Eastern. Uh, seven Pacific. So go to the PJ Campbell Network and subscribe to them and go check them out because they're really cool too. And like, comment, and subscribe on this video also, please. And thank you. Absolutely. So much. So it's going to be so much fun. Kept in the Woods, one of my favorite horror comedies of all time. Oh, great. Uh, Megs, where can we find you, your beautiful face, as well as all your amazing stats? Yes. Instagram and Twitter, Megs underscore reclaimed. On this channel, doing all these great breakdowns of all these matches, I post my 
stats um, on my Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the Facebook page for the main MTS page, as well as all the different faction pages. So be on the lookout for those as we come along and look forward to, I'm going to be doing some things towards the. Oh, snackies. Yeah. Right, right when it was about to get good. Right when it was about to get spicy. No. <laughs> Oh, are we doing the video through dance? There we go. There we go. There we go. Yes. Important yes. <laughs> <laughs> thing toward the end of the season, they're going to be recapping a lot of really cool stuff. So that's all I'm going to say before I zip out again. <laughs> I'm going to leave my hands up like this for the lighting. No. Um, yes, and you can find me not only here, uh, you know, being part of the Cold Action Podcast group, you know, we definitely work hard here at C2A, so in trying to make content. So we also want to get, you know, uh, you know, constructive feedback. If you guys have any questions, if you have any, you know, feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. We always try to find ways to improve here at the channel. Please like and subscribe to this. I also host a show called Schmobates, and it is a, our Schmodown themed debate show. And next week, we're going to have some really great competitors with Adam Witt against Warfather, aka War Daddy. So it's going to be a real fun time. It's going to be our Halloween episode. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be next Thursday. And also, I host a show called Cinema Bias with Video Drew, aka Drew Grant, where you dive into our personal, you know, movie biases that really challenge us as uh, movie viewers and movie critics, essentially. So definitely come hang out with us there over at the Video Drew channel. So, yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Wear a mask and uh, keep watching movies. Have a great holiday. Bye.